How's it going, everyone? I kind of like this new music that we added, Cage. I know you can't hear it right now, but like right now in like pre-production, I can hear it. It sounds really good. Isn't it a I'm, bomb I'm finally song? Glad we, I'm finally glad we have music again. Yeah, I remember the first like five episodes when like we had music, but then we were trying to get on like Apple's and Spotify, and we were just like, oh wait, we don't need copyright strikes. Well, yeah, we 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 had some bomb music, and then we realized that what we were doing by stripping music off the internet was pretty illegal. So, so we're not doing it anymore. Anyway, royalty free music now. Royalty free Anyways, music. Welcome to the first and ten podcast. This is episode fourteen. Oh um, boy, we're 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 traveling into the second full week without professional nfl football in what a week it's been yes i'm mike clement and as always cage DePaulo is my wingman here what's good Cage? i am i am the belichick to your brady i am the i'm trying to think of other football teams i am the yeah you, you you are belichick to my brady because you're older yeah cage's birthday was um earlier this week actually Yes, so, it was. It was happy, a, happy belated birthday to Cage. And uh, I got the great gift of uh, finding out we signed Kareem Hunt on the Browns. Oh yes, yes. But we'll get into we'll, that we'll later. Into we'll that get into later. that later. Yes, but yes. yes, my birthday was this Tuesday. Uh, Michael, you were in town. I didn't get to see you though, unfortunately. Yeah, we got hit a, by a snowstorm. Not fun on your birthday. <laughs> not fun. Let me not tell fun. you, living in the Northeast is not fun to begin with. Living in the Northeast on your birthday and you have to worry about a snowstorm sucks. Did your classes get canceled? Yeah, my classes got canceled. Oh, I mean, like... Which was that's... a nice birthday present, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's better than nothing. Like, you, you just wake up and you're like, oh, I have nothing to do today now. True, yeah. Let that's... me just do what, do what I want. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's a good point. But this isn't the birthday podcast. We're here to talk it's about some... It's a football podcast. It's a football podcast where we talk about all things football on the field and off the field. Now, Michael, yes. before we get into the the big news, because like you kind of said, it's the second week of no professional football, and I feel like it is. There's just been a lot of a news. A lot, a lot has happened. Like a lot like, of stuff. An abnormally amount, like uh, stuff. Like we, th- we we're like recording like a day or two after when we usually yeah, record. just because we kind of got busy with school and yeah, like personal schedule stuff. stuff, and also like. I just wanted to see how all this played out. Mm. There was so much going on in like these past like two or three days. Like this is the Friday of this week right now. Yeah. So hopefully we don't miss any big news while we're recording. Yeah, true. We'll have I, we have we have our phones week. and our computers on, so if we do, we'll yeah. we'll get them and we'll live live announce. Anyway, while we have our devices out, Cage, do you want to let the people know that are also using their devices that they, where can, they find can find us? us? On Twitter at First and Ten Pod, that's number ten. They can also find us on our website at First and Number Ten Sports.com. And you can find us on Facebook, Apple Music, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, everything in between at First and Symbol Number Ten. That's at First and Symbol Number Ten. Don't forget to follow us, give us a share if you're looking for us or if you're trying to tell other people where they can find us. Because if you're listening to this now, you've probably already found us, Michael. Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm assuming just a hunch. If you half the battle is listening to this right now, mm. the other half anyway. is rating us five stars on Apple Music, Spotify, and other sources. Yeah. Anyways, help us, help us build a fan base. <laughs> after shamelessly plugging all of our sites, like we've become so good at, honestly, I think we're pros at just segueing into our own plugins. We, we've done it fourteen times now. We've done it fourteen times, and I would say about like eight or nine of those were pretty pretty smooth. 
I'm ready to become a social media mogul. I am too. You know who else is, was a social media mogul this week, Michael? Who? Kyler Murray. When he uh, decided to take to Twitter earlier this week, I believe it was Monday. Oh, yeah. To use Twitter as his announcement that he is officially spending no time in Major League Baseball. He is 100% dedicated to the NFL. Yeah, I was doing homework while um, this all went down. And I, like, looked down on my phone, and, like, I get, like, five different notifications and also a text from you. And it's just, like, breaking. Kyler Murray declares that he's just playing football. And I honestly, like, I know he's getting a lot of shit for it. I think it's a really good decision on his part. I think that he can perform a lot better in football. I, I, I like the move that he is, though football is, you know, a bigger risk to play in than baseball, I think that he has the opportunity to make a lot more money oh, first off. Oh, yeah, he has, he has the opportunity to make way more money, but... I, way more money, and he he could definitely find himself into a starting role as soon as the season I, starts. I think he'll start this to, like, season. Compared to going through the going through, like, the minor leagues in baseball. I mean, I, I think whatever team drafts him, he's going to start the season. I really think a big reason he decided to do this was a team told him he'd be guaranteed a first-round pick. I guarantee. And you know what team has the first pick and that has the head coach that also oh said gosh. we want to draft him? Is Ingle McCringleberry, Cliff Kingsbury our of the Arizona The first and ten's favorite rookie head coach. And also, Cage, a little tidbit here. Mm-hmm. This week, Kyler also signed... An agent, okay, who happens to be the same agent, okay, that Cliff Kingsbury has. Now, I I think that is all. I've seen all those reports, and I think that is all such a stretch. There is no way yeah. the Cardinals are going to get rid of Josh Rosen. They would have to trade him away. Which, first of all, no one's going to give a first round pick up. Me, uh, a team might. I think New England would. New England has a bunch of picks going into yeah, but this like, I, I, draft. So, I, don't, I mean, I think they could send a bunch. That would be crazy Rosen. if they did that. But at the same that. time, like, yeah, how how dumb do you have to be as a franchise to allow a man to take another quarterback, number one overall, when you took a quarterback last year, like, 12 overall or something it was like, like that? Ten, it was 10 or 9, because I remember when Josh Rosen... Yeah. When Josh Rosen Josh got Rosen drafted, the first thing he said is there were 10 mistakes before me. And then Baker... Uh, Baker and Saquon were like the two great greatest rookies in the past like few years since yeah. Josh Rosen. And Rosen was pretty average. Pretty average, but I he mean, wasn't like, bad enough so to he... to jurisdict getting you know throwing him away. If you're Arizona, you should still keep him. Yeah, exactly. But so yeah, I think obviously Kyler will be taken first round now, and he will make it, way it was more only, money. It was only. The only thing that was like teams were doubting about him was if he was actually going to play in this league. I, I, and now that he has announced that he wants to play in this league, he's going to play. I don't in this know. League. The Giants said they're not a fan of his hand size. Well, I think um didn't wasn't there like a oh no 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 that was um Eli last year talking about Saquon's thigh size. Yeah, that was thigh size. Thigh size and hand size, Michael, two completely different things in the NFL. <laughs> At the New York Giants organization, they care a lot about... The uh, size of your muscles so, and, and body, you know. Yeah, if you're swole, like, you're automatically, like, on the Giants. On the Giants. Like, Anything Justin, small, like hands, Justin thighs, Tuck, like Justin Jason T- Pierre-Paul. I'm trying... Uh, it's... Odell Beckham Jr. is pretty, pretty jacked. He is. He's, you know, even Eli Manning's a, a girthy dude. Yeah. But I mean, also, we're getting a little off topic. We're getting here. a little off and, topic. I mean, we, we went like from Kyler hour, Murray to talking about the swollness of the Giants. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, the, the the size. Anyway, like an hour or two like after the Kylie news wasn't Marie, done. Like, announced. Yeah, like I like went back to doing my thing. I was like, okay, that's enough news for today. And then Kareem Hunt came out of the shadows. And, and the Browns, the Browns, the Browns signed him of all people. And the Browns like were a team that were not, or according to a lot of media, were not pursuing um, Kareem Hunt at all. And the only team that like ex- publicly expressed that they wanted Kareem Hunt were the Bears. So the Bears kind of missed out big here. But Cage, I, I know you said like you you told me earlier this week that like John Dorsey has ties to um well yeah I mean Kareem Hunt, I mean or- John John Dorsey drafted Kareem Hunt in Kansas City last year, so All right. so I mean he has ties to Kareem Hunt he and you know he also is a very Belichick way where you know Kareem Hunt Marcus Peters Tyree Kill Antonio Callaway he drafts these like like story troubled players and basically it's like disciplines them enough because they have talent to not do stupid things you know what i mean yeah. so i i wasn't a fan at first but now i get it you know it's he's the nfl kareem hunt's gonna play regardless there's nothing that can happen what he did off the field is messed up and you know maybe he really has you know reconciled for it and he won't do it again obviously you know if he doesn't then that's proof enough but you you can't deny his talent He's a top well, five running back in the league easily. Yeah. He's, and it, I mean, and, and it's crazy because people argue saying, oh, well, Nick Chubb's not going to lose. Nick Chubb isn't, though. Freddie Kitchens runs a wingbone offense a lot of the time, or formation, I'd say, which involves three running backs. All John Dorsey did is basically, I, I would argue the Browns have the best running back committee on a like you know on a team because Mark Ingram's gonna be a free agent so unless the Saints can keep him Mark Ingram's gonna be walking and uh, C.J. Anderson's a free agent so unless the Rams keep him he'll be walking so what other team has a better core of running backs after this after the season New England I I disagree I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are better than Sony Michelle and James White oh a hundred percent and going back to Kareem. I mean, I didn't expect to ever be like talking about him again. I was ready to just write him off. See, I because I, wasn't. I mean, his 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 actions were, I mean, extremely shitty, and I still have no remorse for him being suspended for indefinitely in this league. And I still don't like him as a person. Mm. I don't. I don't think actions like that are really not redeemable. Unless, like, there was, like, some strange, like, crazy circumstance in which, like, things were taking extremely out of context, which seems unlikely. It, it, I mean, like, he's he's a talented guy, but... I, I completely I mean, agree. His, I mean, I was... His actions for me, like, I just, I just kind of was like, okay, like, please just stay away. I mean, I, I completely agree. You can even go on my Twitter and see when the incident happened. I went on, on a tirade saying how I hope he never gets plays a snap in the NFL again. I, I get that. But the thing is, you have to almost take that side because you at the NFL is a business. And at the, like we agree it's shitty, but there's nothing we can do about it. When there are players that produce and at the level he plays, teams, the NFL, they don't care. He's going to get a six-game suspension. They're going to be like, they're really, they're going to be like, don't do it again, obviously. And then he's just going to play. Yeah. Like, and I agree. And I don't want to really spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about the incident because it's happened a while ago. And it is, we, it's a common sense agree that it's, it's, it's fucked up quite honestly. And, you know, he's a shitty person, 
but as an unbiased sports like you know like news and everything we have to take a step back out of like the glass and realize like as shitty as that is the nfl at its core is a business and they don't care about that stuff which is why he's on a team well, yeah and that that's that's the ultimate problem here mm. i remember like 2013 2014 there were like I think there was, like, a record number of players that got, like, arrested over the offseason or, like, had, like, some, like, form of allegations against them. Mm. And the NFL, everyone was going at the NFL for that. And then the NFL just kind of, like, didn't do anything. Yeah, they, they really didn't. didn't. They, did, they didn't do much. They were like, yeah, we're going to work on this. But, like, they, they never made any steps yeah. to, like, improving this. No, yeah. It, it, and... I feel like it's in almost recent, getting back to it again these last this last season or so. Yeah, in in recent years like there haven't been too many scandals, but like this Kareem Hunt one is definitely the the big one. I yeah, I mean I do think it was as big as the Ray Rice incident. Um yeah, 100%. It's it's almost ve- it's very similar it's a very similar situation. Except I, I would say it's very similar in the situation that now, instead, the I mean, if you remember with the with the Ray Rice, the Ravens tried to keep him on the team for as long as they could. Even when he was only suspended two games, the yeah. Ravens were just like, all right, yeah, that's yeah, fine. The, the Chiefs definitely like the Chiefs. From that. I think the Chiefs did one of the best things a professional team has ever done. They were the one seed. They were the Super Bowl favorites. And they, in no instance, they didn't even hesitate just cut they cut him before an actual statement was made by the NFL like putting him on the commissioner's exempt list yeah that was, that was definitely a very good move on their part and even though they and knew it would have costed their team talent wise at a position they knew it think yeah. about it ever since that happened the chiefs were not the same they had no running game yeah from from a pr standpoint that looks very good on the chiefs part however like earlier this week like the browns are probably this whole week, probably, the Browns have been taking just a shitstorm. Yeah, the Browns' just, PR has probably been very bad. But, I mean, unfortunately, like I said, it's a situation where, you know, as long... It, it's a, it, PR aside, it is a very low-risk, high-reward move by the Browns. After looking at it for the past few days, there's no risk because... He, you know, you have him at a base one-year, one million contract. He's getting paid nothing. It's not a hit at all. If he if he messes up again, you cut him and you have Nick Chubb. You're you're not losing any talent if they cut him because they already have such a good running back room. But if it works out and he you know he serves his suspension and he plays really well, then you have an even better running back room and you can re-sign him because he's a restricted free agent. So the Browns have the rights to him. Yeah, I suppose. But I feel like we're talking about this you know a little a little too much. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's big news, and I feel like it'll definitely be big news as it goes on. You know, we won't really get into the ethical stuff about it. We, Michael and I both agree, and, you know, many people do, and we don't want to upset anybody because it is an emotional topic. We'll, we'll move on to the next thing, which I think is even more emotional. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. elite quarterback Joe Flacco, the one and only Super Bowl winner, uh, he's on the move. We knew this was going to happen. You know, the Ravens and him came out and said after week 17, or sorry, after their wild card card loss that the plan was they're going to sit with Joe and they're going to try to trade him to what team wants him give him the respect factor you know have him go make sure he goes to where he wants to go and apparently Denver was where he wanted to go and Denver was offering a great pick Uh, I believe it ended up being a fourth round pick Denver gave up yeah it was a mid-round pick yeah 
Which isn't bad. I mean, honestly, that's a quality pick for the Ravens to get out of. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, I, I've seen it from both sides here. I mean, there are people that are praising John Elway for, like, getting, quote-unquote, their next quarterback. But, like, at the same time, like, Joe Flacco's there for a one-year, like, he's on a one-year deal. And it's $22 million just for that one year. And they still and have to pay Case Keenum. rolling into his 30s. He, yeah, Case he Keenum is, is making about, like, 34. Yeah, Joe Flacco's 34. Yeah. And Case Keenum is making about half of what, like, Joe Flacco is going to make, which is still a lot for, I mean, even a starting quarterback. Yeah. I mean, like... So you have to argue... Well, the thing is, you have to argue now the Broncos need to try to trade Keenum. Yeah. Because they can't be having both those quarterbacks on the field, or on the the team paying that much for both of them. If I were a team that needed a quarterback, I would not go even near Keenum. I wouldn't, unless if it was for next to nothing. Yeah. I, I would I would pay him like the vet men. I saw an interesting <laughs> thing. What if it, what if the uh, the Vikings traded for Keenum back to put some pressure on Kirk Cousins, who's also making a lot of money? Yeah, I, well, I would say maybe more so to uh, like almost have reassurance just in case if Kirk anything happened to Kirk, because we know Case Keenum know plays that. well. I mean, if if he, if Keenum would be willing to take a serious pay cut. Mm-hmm. To go back to Minnesota, yeah. Then sure, interesting. But at the same I, time, that would have to the Denver would have I, to buy I, Keenum. I really am not a flan, fan. Flan, jeez, I am really not a fan of the You're Broncos. Not I'm not a fan of the Broncos. I think the Ravens won this trade, like not won it because you know they they got a decent pick. They already have a quarterback, but the Broncos. I just think Joe Flacco. I really think he's on the decline, and I really don't think he's going to mesh. Well, I don't know. I just feel like Joe Flacco I'd, is. I'd like to disagree. You, you, because I mean, so do I you think, think Joe the Flacco, do you think the um the Broncos are going to be competitive? You think they'll really? I think they'll be a little competitive. Do you think they'll? Because we saw it. We like towards like week fifteen. Like the Broncos were still in the playoff hunt. Okay. Yes. Like, but, they they needed something to bring them over, and I mean, obviously Keenum is not someone that like can lead a team into the playoffs. Like definitely last year. Going, I mean, Minnesota was a fluke. fluke like, okay, that but far. do you think? All right, do you also like? So, do you think they they won't? They'll be better than the Chiefs. Oh hell no! Do you think they'll be better than the Chargers? Oh hell no! Do you think they'll... they will be a wild card team at best? But I think the Raiders could be good next year. I mean, and that's... I have to see a lot more from them. Yeah, However, I mean, obviously like, it's tough to I, say that, but I really have from, faith from in a John. Standpoint, I think that Joe Flacco, like out of any team. Denver was the best option for him, and I've I've even said it on this show, like I think I've said it like at least twice. Yeah, you that have. I wanted Joe you, Flacco you to go to Denver. You have repeatedly. You have been a Joe Flacco it. to Denver shipper for a very long time. I called it because Denver has an offense that system quarterbacks can easily work in, and Joe Flacco it just meets like probably slightly above that threshold mm-hmm. where like he, uh, I mean where where he's considered like someone who can hold his own yeah as a quarterback i think that philip having a run game and a pass game that actually like will produce unlike baltimore in these last couple of years like baltimore's offense was only like producing a little bit Mm -hmm. these past couple years and then they were good this year but just to have philip Lindsay, cam sutton and others yeah just emmanuel sanders yeah, 
they the Broncos could definitely roll on offense with Flacco. I, I mean, I'm not saying it's definitely, gonna... it's definitely an upgrade. I just don't think that like the Broncos will be pretty good, but they're yeah. not going to be good. I'm not saying you know I I don't know I I just feel like maybe that's just because I'm like a Joe Flacco anti. I just feel like it was just a poor decision on the Broncos, but I guess you're right. We'll have to see. What I was going to say is I was thinking while you were going on that, you know, what, what, stating your facts, could we see maybe a team like Washington trade for Keenum? Because they've come out and they've said, so hear me out on this, they've come out and said Alex Smith, they're not expected to be able to play at this whole season. He's going to miss 2019 because of his injury and the infection. You know you know what I'm talking about, Michael? Yeah, yeah, I, so I recall that. he's going to miss – the Redskins aren't going to want to stick with Mark Sanchez, Colt McCoy – and Josh Johnson, especially, you'd have to imagine Jay Gruden's job is on the line at this point. At this point, I'm very surprised that he wasn't fired because they really haven't had good seasons with him in Washington. Besides that one season, Kirk brought them to the playoffs. So if I'm Washington, I would try to get Keenum because it's a one-year deal. So, you know, you'll be fine because you only need him for a year because then Alex Smith will be back. You sign him to that. You keep him on that one-year deal, and you have a you have a quarterback that can compete. Yeah, I mean that's just my thoughts. Quick thoughts while you're thinking about that. I was thinking, you know, Washington would be a good team to uh, firm to be traded to. But there are other players, Michael, who are trying to be traded. They are, and that's and Antonio in Brown. The same conference, yes. He um earlier this week he Th- made a cryptic social media post, which yeah. I guess that has become the new trend of how I guess what, you know maybe we should have these like star leave. players run our social media to get yeah, some real because, gurus. Like, I don't even know. Like he um he he basically said goodbye to Pittsburgh. Yeah, he 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 basically more or less said he's traded, right? Like he said he wants a trade or whatever. I forget the exact lines of the tweet. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, he he said something. He said like thank you Pittsburgh or something, but it just kind of, like, left a sour taste in everyone's mouths. It was kind of like, oh, yeah, bye, guys. Yeah, it says, thank you, Steeler Nation, for a big nine years. Time to move on and forward. Peace. Hashtag new demands. Oh, never mind. That is, that was not cryptic. That was, (laughs) that that was pretty straightforward. yeah. He's like, all right, thanks. Bye, guys. I want to, um, I don't really know where Antonio Brown will go. Nor if he will get traded. I don't know if Pittsburgh will trade him. But, like, at the same time, their owner said that he doubts that he will that Brian will be with the team in Oh, March. he'll be traded. I mean, he'll hold out if not. He doesn't want to be on the team anymore. And, in fact, yeah. if you listen to the song he posted in his video, it's literally, I think it's Little Uzi, and, like, the whole repeating lines are, you know, like, I'll find somebody who thinks I'm better or something like that. Like, basically yeah. saying, like, Pittsburgh didn't value him how he was. Which it, I'll, t- I'll I'll tell you I'm I'm a hundred percent on the train for Antonio Brown to San Francisco. I think that would be a great move for San Francisco for Kyle Shanahan for Jimmy Graham. That that would be phenomenal if if he could get to San Francisco because that would give Jimmy Graham not Jimmy Graham Jesus Jimmy Garoppolo I apologize a uh, a phenomenal target. Imagine pairing up Antonio Brown and George Kittle. That would be great, and then they would have um. Matt Breida as your, you know, quality three down back with Jarek McKinnon coming back. And Jimmy G. That, that's what I'm saying. And Jimmy Garoppolo. That I think that they, that would that be a very good team. To, 
they're gonna flip around and they have what the second pick in the draft yeah second or third <clears throat> i apologize wow. yeah i think yeah yeah they just I mean, think about I it. Think the whole reason their, their their team played so badly this year was because Jimmy Garoppolo unfortunately tore his ACL back in, what, week three against the yeah, Chiefs? Yeah, it was very early in the season. Yeah, I think it was week three. So they haven't had a, a stable quarterback for two seasons with yeah with the 49ers. I really think that team's going to flip around, and I think, I think it would be great for the 49ers to trade for Antonio Brown. I would say yeah, other AB. teams... The thing is, you know Pittsburgh isn't going to trade them. I, I would be shocked if Brown went anywhere in the AFC. Pittsburgh yeah, is... Yeah, he's, he's going on the move. He's the, the Steelers would rather fold as a franchise than even consider anybody in the Antonio Brown to New England. No, well, yeah, never New England. But I mean, or ima- anywhere else in the AFC, for that matter. I mean, imagine nowhere in the division. They're not going to trade him. I mean, even if he, he were to go on a team with the Jets, he's, he's such a good player... He can change teams. Like, Sam Darnold would play so much better if he had Antonio Brown. Because Antonio Brown is that good. That's why, and I, I think that's why he's got to be going to an NFC team. Yeah, he's he's definitely Just like on the flip side, be, you know, there's... He's going on the move. Oh, yeah. Other well, players are on the move. And there's also, we don't really have these in the notes, but just bring this up. There's, there, you know, there's obviously the word, just like last offseason, that... Odell Beckham Jr. might be traded this offseason or whatnot. And, you know, just saying it's almost like the same effect with OBJ, where if he were ever get traded, it would never be in the NFC. The Giants are never yeah. going to trade OBJ to the Seahawks. That'd be suicide. Yeah. I mean, the Seahawks would be, I mean, less of a, a threat, uh, I don't... Threat, threatening trade just because they're non-division. I feel like if you're a team that wants to trade their star player, like, first, it's like... Rivals, they're not getting in. Division teams, not getting in. And then probably everyone else is, like, fair game. I I guess, but I still feel like in the conference, it's, like, a a more of a bigger deal, I feel like. Eh, like It kind of is. I mean, like, like, here's an example of, like, something. Like, Kirk Cousins going from Washington to Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Like, that didn't seem like a huge move. Yeah. I mean, sure, like, the caliber of it, like, Washington was getting us, I mean, getting Alex Smith, so they were moving on from Kirk Cousins, but it's not like there's a rivalry between Washington and Minnesota now. Yeah, but that's free agency, then trading. I feel like trading adds a little bit more of a more factor to it. I guess so. I, I don't I know. I mean, when James Harrison was traded to New England Yeah, last that's year, true. That's true. Uh, yeah, or, like, when... That was pretty big. You know... Josh Gordon, uh, the Browns trading Josh Gordon to the Patriots. See that, that that was another one that wasn't too too bad in my opinion, but I don't know. I digress. I digress. Anyways, but besides getting traded, players are also getting cut. Yes, Demarius Thomas coming off of his injury. Was it Achilles? Achilles? Yeah, it was his Achilles. his Achilles injury. He's getting cut from the Texans. Um, Which uh, Marshall, very unfortunate, um, by the way. I I really feel like. The Texans, he'll find a team. He'll find a team, but I feel like the Texans traded for him at the deadline, and he played well. It was just, it's I just guess, a dumb move by the Texans. I do, well, I think it's more so they, they they might know more than we know, and this Achilles injury might be way worse than we are aware of. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I think I think teams will at least give him a shot. Yeah. Oh, DeMar- yeah, Demarius Thomas will be signed. Same thing for Brandon Marshall, the, the linebacker Brandon Marshall, not the wide receiver. Who, he's, he's, he's likely going to get cut from Denver. Yeah. So he's he's gonna find a job too. He's getting up there in age, but like 
He's still a solid a, still linebacker. a solid linebacker. He'll definitely get Same a job. Same thing for Falcons cornerback Brian Poole. He's he's probably going to be released too. He's 26, so I I'd say he's a pretty and he's a cornerback. You pretty said big right? Cornerback, yeah. Yes, yeah, so yeah. There's that he'll he's, get he he, he 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 will find himself a huge market, every yeah cornerback and wide receivers are some of the best markets just because teams need so much depth at that position. Exactly. That like even if you're you know an okay as long as you're okay you know if you're young he he'll get signed. Same with Demarius Thomas. Even off this injury, teams need wide receiver depth, especially good one. And Demarius Thomas, we know when he's healthy, is very good. Yeah, Demarius Thomas probably has like two or three more good seasons in him. Yeah. So I I, I can see both these teams getting signed. I can see our players. I can see Brandon Marshall. Um, getting signed maybe more to a reserve role, but depends on the team. There could be this team that, you know, really needs a linebacker and will give him a nice starting gig. I think he could definitely still start. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I think so. I, I don't think he's exactly. I, I think mean, like he's, a team he's like a quality Jacksonville player. who just wants as like, many defensive players their, as they can. Yeah, they they just want to complete that linebacker core. <laughs> Not like, even the linebacker, up. just the front front seven. It's like all right. It's all right, Brandon. You're gonna play wide receiver, and he's like, "Wait, that's not me. That's not I'm me." Wrong one. And then, like, all of a sudden, Doug Marone thought he signed like wide receiver Brandon Marshall. He's like, "Oh shit!" Blake Bortles is throwing passes to a linebacker. Oh wait, Blake Bortles but, will get cut. Never mind. Never mind. We have already acknowledged Blake Bortles. He's he's outie. Yeah, he's, he's outie. outie. You know who else has been outie too, though? Just about every single coach on the Patriots coaching staff this season. It seems like. Yeah. I mean the Patriots, you know, as as we all know, they cheat a lot. They um they are very dishonest. Michael, Michael, this and is an unbiased are, podcast, Michael. Uh, it's it's all satire. It's all satire, Gage. Okay. Um, I mean, no, but the, the, the this is what are, happens when you so, win a Super Bowl. The, the, they are so apt to trash the Patriots for saying like they're dishonest because they're like doing well, but then like during like just about every off season, they'll try to like scoop up as many like. Patriots coaches as possible because like they know what to do right. Yeah. So well, the- in the in this past week alone, after Brian Flores and um, uh, what's his name? You you good? Are uh, you blanking the, there? The wide receiver. The wide receiver. Coach. Uh, O'Shea. That's not. Yeah, Chad O'Shea. I was gonna he, say um, you good. <laughs> after after they both went down to Miami, they're now bringing cornerback coach Josh Boyer and quarterback coach Jerry Splinsky with them. You got and those right. Also, the Kansas City Chiefs are taking defensive lineman coach Brendan Daly. Well, see, this this happens a lot. First of all, all these all these defensive assistant coaches I could see leaving because Brian Flores left, and that's what happens. They they wanted to work with Flores, he left, so they're outie. Um, but this is also what happens when teams win the Super Bowl, which is why I really think Patriots fans should get ready for a lot of their free agent players to be leaving. Because so many teams are going to overpay them, so many teams. It's just it's what happens when you win a Super Bowl. Think about it when you know Seattle won the Super Bowl. All of those players just left to sign these crazy contracts somewhere else. It's just and you know it's not just you know the NFL. This happens with any sports team when they when your team wins a championship, all your players are going off to make a ton of money because other teams are just like we need these players on our teams. So. Same thing happens with coaches, but it, this is also a common thing when you have great head coach like Bill Belichick. The Belichick tree is so expansive, teams want any bit of it they can get on their team. That's why like, we're starting to see it with Sean McVay. Look at how many people were trying to get coaches from Sean McVay's team. Yeah, And we see it with Andy Reid every year too. So it's, a, it's honestly a mix of just 
the Bill Belichick coaching tree being so desirable, and also the fact that since the Patriots won the Super Bowl, you know, they're just on hot demand for every single person in that building, even the janitor. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, probably the equipment room is kind of not touchable. Yeah, no, they probably, no team is probably asking for the person who inflates the footballs on the Patriots. That's a little awkward. That's a little, that's just a little bit awkward. But I, it's fine. We leave the awkwardness aside. Deflategate's, Michael, Deflategate's like five years old at this point. We're good. I think we can finally make jokes about it, right? (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I don't want to. You don't want to. You know what, though? We don't have to, but we can't make jokes about the AAF. Because I think now it's yeah. time, Michael, the AAF to go into serious. our new off-season segment, the AAF Corner. Yeah, basically, when we don't have anything to discuss in the NFL. We talk we'll about the, the AAF. AAF. So, the AAF... I actually really... I, the AAF has grown on me so much in, like, the past, like, week. The Alliance, I, I like la- as literally people la- call it. Yeah, last week I was, like, trashing them on the show i was like oh like i'm not gonna watch them like this isn't worth my time but it is it's actually it is actually competitive it is actually entertaining and honestly i think they're doing a lot of things right by associating themselves as a developmental league as opposed to actual competition for the nfl i mean think about it they have the nfl's support on it but the yeah, AF, I'm actually they, they, very they, interested they've done in. A lot right. And I really think they can do a lot of things right. You know, that's why I think Michael and I, when we have nothing to talk about, we're going to dedicate a little bit of time to our little brothers, the Alliance. And, uh, you know, Michael, I learned a, a few more interesting rules about this before we get over our quick recaps. So I don't Shoot. know if I told you, but apparently in the AAF, also, you're only allowed to blitz five. Yeah. Yeah, I think you told me that yeah. during the week. And, um, and then also. There aren't too many like plays where you need to blitz more than five anyway. Yeah. So like, it's not too bad. But uh, also, maybe the NFL should adapt that. I don't. Know. I've been uh, I I was looking more into rules, and there's also a rule where every team is actually only allowed to sign players from certain areas, like basically like a developmental league. So Memphis has the rights to like the New York football teams, the Patriots, and what that means is their team can only have players from you know either the titans the patriots the jets the giants or colleges in that area so the the memphis express they they're not allowed to sign anybody that played in california or that say played for the seahawks they can't do that like san diego are the people who have the rights to that like uh birmingham are the they're the team that has the rights to cincinnati um cleveland alabama football players yeah isn't that really cool? That's, so it really is. I think that's really th- that just adds like another level of interest for me. Yeah, that we, just that just seems really cool. And I mean, just you telling me that like I didn't know that, but like I'm I'm able to piece that together now. It makes and it makes really sense so. now when you think about um, players and like why uh, that's why Trent Richardson is on the Birmingham Iron because he played at Alabama and he went to the Browns. That's why you know. That's why Christian Hackenberg plays for the uh, Memphis because he went to Penn State. And the Jets. And the Jets, yeah. Yeah. Luis Perez, though, on the iron. I mean, you, you just mentioned the iron. Yeah. I think that, like, that's the coolest story in the AAF right now. Mm. Luis do you, Perez. Do you, do you want to give yeah, a so, little so rundown, from what, I, from, from what I've researched and found out, Luis Perez, basically, he was... I don't know if he was drafted or he was brought. I think he was an undrafted 
um, free agent to the Rams. And, uh, you know, supposedly the what, what was going around, rumors from reporters and whatnot, was that during training camp and whatnot, he was going to get cut. And Sean McVay basically told him that they really think he has talent and to go to the AAF, to play for the team he can play on in the AAF, play for this season, get actual reps, and then next training camp they're going to bring him on to try to like be the backup quarterback to Jared Goff, essentially. Which I think is super that's, cool. That's sick. And honestly, it shows, you know, as long as these reporters, I forget which reporters were are posting about Twitter. I apologize. This happened like Monday, Tuesday when I saw it. But what, what that shows is that NFL-level coaches also believe in this as a dev- developmental league, and they're using it as such, which is really cool and which is really neat to see because we see these players think, like, um, I've never heard of Luis Perez before, but he's awesome. I mean, you know, going over the, some of the recaps now, you know, the Iron beat the Express 26-0, and, you know, he, he played really well. I think he's the best quarterback in the league right now. I could see it. I think um, they're already headlines. I think uh, the Bengals... Are looking into trying to get Perez. See, that's that's like super. That's very cool to see. It's really yeah. cool that like they they these players are getting spotlights, which is you know why we're also going to like quickly talk about the Hot Shots beat the Stallions. So Arizona Hell beat yeah. the Salt Lake Stallions. That's Michael's team, thirty nine to twenty two. I've annoyed the shit out of like whoever runs the Hot Shots Twitter. Yeah, account. Michael, can we ha- hashtag me. get Michael a like? I've just been trying to interact with them. I've been, like, tweeting at them, and I've seen them, like, quote other people's tweets and like them, and I'm just trying to get that love. I'm just trying to show them my support. I asked yesterday if they'd be my Valentine. They didn't respond. They didn't respond. I'll be your Valentine, Michael. I'm I'm very hurt by that. The hotshots, you know, come on. Please. Listen, they might not have liked your tweet, but at least they won. You know, my Atlanta legends fell to... it's like, can I can I please be a Rhode Islander and like be my, an Arizona fan? Can, mean, can you let me in? Can you just please? Well, listen, Atlanta let me in with open arms. Atlanta, unlike Arizona, actually yeah, liked, Atlanta gave you open arms. Atlanta it let me into their wonderful, wonderful culture, and I really feel like a true Legends fan at my and then core. The Legends got slapped, and then they by got Orlando. slapped by Orlando, which I think Orlando might be the best overall team. Steve Spurrier is obviously you know Orlando. Orla- like watching the highlights from that game, like Orlando's team looks sick. They looked very. They ran the. They ran the Philly special on us. I got Philly specialed. It was not fun. Yeah, I mean, at least Young Ho hit the first. Young like, Ho had yes. points ever. I, I told all my friends, I, if I were to get an Atlanta Legends jersey, it would definitely be a Young Ho Koo jersey. No I'm, debate. I'm still in on Chunky Clements. Chunky Clements. Arizona. Eric. I think he's not even a starter, but like, I did not I see got, many I of. Tr- I did not see much of Chunky Clements. I'm not gonna lie. The other day, it's upsetting. But then the last, uh, the last recap was the Commanders beat the Fleet 15 to six. That was a close game, and then the Commanders, I believe, the Fleet might have the. I think the Fleet might be the worst team, even though uh, the Express scored zero points. I just feel like San Diego just is not good. They let up seven sacks, I believe. Oh jeez. And one of the sacks was that gruesome hit. I'm sure you saw it on Twitter where the quarterback got hit so hard his helmet went flying off. Oh yeah, and then like people were like, "This is a legal hit in the AAF. Why is it not legal in the NFL?" NFL. Mhm. It's like, well, <laughs> just because it's okay in one league to get like murdered doesn't mean it doesn't should mean be, it like, should be okay. okay and honestly, that shouldn't have been allowed. That was like roughing the passer times 10. Yeah. But I really well, do like, think the AAF honestly like is 
I think they're doing a lot of the right things. I think the Sky Judge, and also I really like how you can actually hear between the officials in the oh, box yeah, that's, that's and so on the cool. field. I think that's so cool. I would love yeah. for that in NFL games. Love for it. I don't see why they wouldn't, honestly. It, it is really cool how you can hear through that. You How you can Maybe also introduce hear... introduce a lot of these things I, going into the season this fall. I think it's cool. I mean, I think it's also cool that you can hear the quarterback in the head coach's microphones while they talk. Oh yeah, I think that's kind of cool. It's a little, it's a little dangerous for FCC oh, laws, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, besides that, I think it's cool. Um, I think it's sick. I think, I think, really, they, there's a lot of cool things that they do, and I really, I think, if you're a football fan, you should at least give it a little bit of shot because it, it is honestly entertaining while there's no football going on. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, you know, a lot, a big thing while we finish up talking about you know our AAF corner that. Some people have really said to push it over the edge is if they sign like a big name like Kaepernick and Tebow. And the AAF have offered uh, contracts to both, but both have said no. Tebow is trying to pursue his baseball career, and Kaepernick said he wants $20 million to play in it. And I also don't think neither of them need to. I, I really think Tebow, he's been trying hard for baseball for a while. There's no reason to bring him back to football. He's a baseball person be, now. I think it would be really, really cool if either or – but I mean the thing like, is too, and I've, in the I have, AF, I've, like, it's I've, not necessary. I've talked with peers. Kaepernick, it's a developmental league. Kaepernick is an NFL starting quarterback. Yeah, he doesn't need to be. He would be almost too. He'd be too good. He honestly would be too good for that level. Since like he put on a show, he would put I on a show. Yes, like really cool. but the, I think it would take away from the point of it. I think so. The point is to be a developmental league where these players are on more or less equal playing fields. I think Kaepernick would be on such a higher skill curve over anybody else. It wouldn't be a competition. I'd agree. I I, I think so. So I th- I think it's kind of smart that he's not in it at least for now. I would love to see Kaepernick play, but I I agree. I mean, there are other bigger names that I think would be cool. To have you know back in the back in that league, you know, just thinking I, I don't know, thinking of a few players that didn't really pop off as much in the NFL, but you know they could be good. They were really good in college or whatnot. You know what I mean, Michael? Yeah. Like maybe bring your boy Bishop Sankey back. Bring I think him. He's on. on a team. Is he? I maybe I don't. I oh don't wait, know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That would be interesting if he was. While I look up at yeah. Bishop Sankey's on a team, Michael, why don't you start like slowly finishing us out? Yeah. So if you if you've enjoyed a, our our little back and forth here, and you you want to listen to more, we uh we we pay money so you can. We, we do. Have our own website. Um, first he is and ten. Uh, just so you know, Bishop Sankey is while you plug us a little bit more. Uh, Bishop Sankey is the running back for the San Diego Fleet. Oh, so you would be see, correct. I, I knew it. I knew it. He is, <laughs> he's on the worst team. He uh, it, I, I'm currently on their team roster though, and he does so not wait, show question. up. So why is he not in Memphis if he played for Tennessee? Cause his last. One second. Wait. Ah. Uh... What college did he go to? I'm looking this up, Michael. Oh, he played I mean, for not... he played for Washington. That's why. Oh. That makes a lot more sense. So anyway, I maybe he could choose between the two of them? Yeah, I guess. I'm sure that was probably anyway, it. As, as I was saying, we are on firstand10sports.com, the, the number 10. Yes. And our Twitter is firstand10pod, the number 10. And our Facebook, our 
Stitcher, our Apple Music, our Spotify, our everything is available under the name first and 10, the and symbol 10 and the number 10. Anyway, uh, I hope you all enjoyed. We'll be back next week. Should be back to our normal. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely be back to our normal schedule. I think like this is a lazy Friday edition right now, but yeah, because you know, we had a lot of, we had a lot that was going on. So we were, we had to push it back just a little bit, but when next Wednesday we will be back to normal. I hope so. I hope so too, Michael. But in the meantime, guys, enjoy. Give us a follow and uh, go Legends. Go Hot Shots. No, but go Legends.